0: Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at the church bushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting the slash give
1: as um, Michael kind of tipped the hand to the shirts we 've been asked about the shirts it's not that i that my staff is rude. I have told them not to talk to y'all, okay. Don't say anything, okay? Um, And you're not going to really know anything about the shirts based on this message right here. I I just need you, if you can absolutely, I mean, if you have any power over your own personal schedule, you somehow have got to make sure your body is in that chair next week. That's all I'm going to say. You've got to get in that chair next week. And if you've got some church people that have been out, you need to holler at them and say, you got to get there on the 12th. If you're here on the 12th, you're going to know about the shirt. You're going to know about more than that too, okay? Um, I've been sitting on this since um, May 6th. Um, I had an experience on May 6th that led to these T-shirts and... uh, mm, You just need to be here on the 12th. That's, that's all I'm saying. I'll tell you everything about it on the 12th. It has a lot to do with you as a church and me as your pastor, but I hope you're here next week. I'll tell you more about it next week. I got to get off this. I won't make it, okay? So <laughs> I need you to go to your word. Um, Go to Acts chapter 3. Go to Acts chapter 3. We're going to get there in just a little bit. The title of the message this morning is simply this. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? You see, there's an interesting thing that happens to us in this world. We're born physically and given sight physically, but we're born again spiritually and we're given a whole different sight. Can I say that to you again? You got to get this. If you don't touch first base, you are really not allowed to beat at second base. You are called out every time. And you can go sit in a dugout, okay? So you've got you've got to get on first base. You we're born. Every one of us are born physically, and we're given at birth um, sight, okay? Some aren't. I get that, but just work with me, okay? But but you are given sight physically. You but but you are later born again and you're given spiritual sight. We're we're called, we're, we're ordained before the beginning of time to live on this earth, this dirt ball, in this earth suit. We're walking around in a physical world that's not our home. Scripture tells us that we're passing through. Because we're passing through as physical beings born again with the Spirit living in us, we ought to see different. We're called to see different. It is our responsibility given to us by the Creator to see differently. You got to get that. Because, see, here's what happens. You want to tell you that the, the ingredients for frustration. It is when a born-again child of the king who has spiritual sight lives predominantly in physical sight. That is so frustrating. That'll make you so mad. That'll that'll make you hate the world. Hate the system and hate people. Because you, you, you're born again and you have a spiritual sight, but you're not relying on it. You're not even asking to see with it, but you're walking around in your earth suit looking only at this world from your physical sight. It's not, it's not, what, it's not who you are. It's not who you are. If you're ever going to figure out how great your God is... <laughs> you're going to have to lose your eyesight physically. And you're going to have to ask God to turn on your spiritual eyes. And when you get them flipped on, my friend, you're going to see this thing in a whole different way. And I promise you this, your frustration meter will go down tremendously because you won't think everything is against you are about you. You will stop being frustrated. You will begin to laugh at things that used to frustrate you. Okay? In Acts 1:8, we've talked about this scripture before. But he says, "But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses." You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to all the ends of the earth. The promise is that the Holy Spirit would come. In Acts chapter 2, just a little bit further down, it comes. It falls fresh and absolutely changes everything. We call it Pentecost. Later in chapter 2, the church is launched and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. The church is empowered by the Holy Spirit. You've got to understand that. You've got to see that. You've got to recognize that. The church is empowered by the Holy Spirit. The church is absolutely nothing without the Holy Spirit. Nothing, and it will accomplish nothing. Oh, it'll meet, turn on lights, and pay bills. People will gather and stir coffee. You'll eat some green jello that you have no idea what's in it. But listen to me. It will not be empowered. If you make that stuff, I'm sorry. It, but, but you'll be, it'll, it will not see power. It won't have power. It won't have power. And then you come to Acts 3. And there's this interesting little cool little thing that just happens in Acts 3. And I want you to to go there with me. Acts 3.1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour to pray, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried whom they lay daily at the gate, the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us, So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who set begging alms at beautiful gate, the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. And that's just a stinking cool story. This dude, we know he's not a boy. He's a man. He's been there for a long time. Every day, they carry him and set him out there. Peter and John have walked there before. They never even saw him. Or if they saw him, there was never an encounter. But after the Holy Spirit falls and they pass that way, they see him. I do not believe that is just some lucky spot to stick a story. Look at Peter's response to him. Look at me. We called that what last month? Boldness. He said, look at me. Silver and gold, I know it's what you want, but what I've got's better than that. What I'm going to give you is in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise and walk. Man, that's a great story. That's a beautiful story. See, (laughs) it's all around us every day. Let me ask you some questions. What's around you? Just a simple question. What's around you? Think about about where you live. Just think about your house. What's around you? Think about your job. What's around you? Think about the ordinary places you go during the week. What's around you? What's around you that's been around you so long that you don't even know it's around you? This man has been there since his mother's womb. They carried him daily to the same spot and set him down. How many things do you, I mean, if you're like me, you you go the same route for so long, you don't even know the things that are on the route. You ever heard somebody say, hey, did you see that house on the way to Amarillo over there on the left? Did you notice that thing? I'm like, there's a house on the left going to Amarillo? Go to Amarillo, look real hard, there's a house on the left. I'm like, dude, I didn't even see that house on the left. How long has that house on the left been there? It happens to me all the time. You ever, you ever got so familiar with yourself that you don't even know what's around you? You ever get so tunnel vision that you don't see the people around you? When well, you say, well, yeah, I've got a couple of teenagers in my house. They're so locked down tunneled. They don't even know I'm their parent, all right? Sit in their lap every once in a while. Just sit on top of their phone and everything. They'll notice you, okay? You can get so locked in that you don't see anything around you. And if you're not careful, all that that's around you will begin to drift into the scenery, and they will become absolutely invisible. Become invisible. Peter and John never really gave this man any acknowledgement before So what is around you? Who is around you? And a deeper question simply is, did you see it? Did you see it? Well maybe I should ask this way. Are you am I seeing what God wants me to see? Am I seeing what God wants me to see. See, next week you're going to understand this a whole lot different. Okay? God can take the ordinary same old, same and if you will look at it and see what He wants you to see, He may rock your world with it. You know, I hear people all the time, they say, Pastor, <laughs> I just really want to be what God wants me to be. I just really want to do what God wants me to be. I just really want to make an impact in the area of God or God wants me to make an impact. Have you ever thought that all of those questions are answered every day if you will open your eyes? See, for many of us, I think our greatest impacts are our normal life. I think we have some of the most incredible stories that are all around us every single day and we don't even see them. And God continues to flash them up in front of us and he says, one day, my son and my daughter is gonna see that like he's never seen it before and jump out there. You see, there's a reason that I did Confident living and boldness in July, which leads to August, okay, which will lead to September. As your pastor, I will never preach a message on one Sunday that I don't have a target for the next Sunday. I don't preach just fillers very often. I believe that all around us, every single day, in our normal normal, there's a gate called Beautiful. And can I tell you that sometimes we don't see the beauty in things because we don't see with the right eyes. See, our physical eyes may not see that as beautiful, but our spiritual eyes will see that as beautiful. So this experience happens in Acts chapter 3. And Peter and John knew at that moment, I'm pretty sure they weren't going to get away with that. And they didn't last very long because they got arrested pretty quick. And they're brought to this Sanhedrin court. Ananias is the high priest. And they're brought and they're asked a simple question. to give an account for what in the world they think they're doing out there. And I want you to see this because it's incredible. Now, Acts chapter 4, I want you to look at verse 7. Here's the question that they're given Acts chapter 4, verse 7, and when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Now look at verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them. Now I want to stop right here. Why in the world did he need to say that like that? I mean, does it not read just as fine and the Bible just as powerful if you just say, then Peter said to them, then Peter said to them, don't you think it's incredible, kind of interesting that he has to put the emphasis on that where he puts it? (laughs) Can we stop thinking we can do this thing called life without the Holy Spirit? Can I just say that to you? Is that safe to say? Do you think that that might be important to God? If it's not what's important to God, God would have just left that part out. Why even put that in there? It doesn't change anything. Peter said to them, I'm good. I could have read the whole thing just like that. That wouldn't change anything for me. But see, when I read that and it says, then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them. That makes me look a little bit deeper. There's something I'm supposed to see right there. That changes that whole text, man. Paul said, listen, don't be drunk on wine that leads to debauchery, my friend, but be filled with the Spirit. Why do we keep seeing that? It's not important. Is it important? I think it's important. Peter doesn't even see this dude without the Holy Spirit. Because otherwise, Peter's just looking with physical eyes, which he's already looked before, walked right by him. I ain't been there before. He like furniture. Don't even see it anymore. All he wants, a quarter to play Pac-Man. I ain't got a quarter. I ain't even find his own quarter. Don't even see him. Holy Spirit falls. Peter and John go the same old, same old, like they did before. Walk by the same old, same old, going to the court, going to the temple to pray. Boom, they see him. I know you want gold and silver, but, buddy, what I got is about more than that. lot better than that. Let's look at what he says. Then Peter, filled. Somebody needs to underline that in their Bible. Filled what the Holy Spirit says to them. Rulers of the people and the elders of Israel. If we this day are judged for the good deed done to the helpless man, by what means he has been made well? Verse 10. Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him, this man, stands here before you whole. You're talking about in your face. I mean, that's like talking smack and somebody going to your house in front of your mama and putting on a show and just looking at your mama saying, that's what you get. Yep, and t- all you're doing is talk. Just leaving you there. Just leaving. If you're talking about the good deed we did, mm, but if you're talking about what we gave this man and what Jesus of Nazareth did in him, it made him whole. Made him whole. Physical world, and we're just passing through. Through. We have to open our spiritual eyes to see all that God's set up around us. There's a gate beautiful all around us every single day. And for many, many years, months, weeks, we ain't seen it. Men seen it. I'm guilty as well. I'll tell you next week. I'll tell you more next week on that. They jump on down to verse 13. Now, when they saw the what? Boldness. Mm, And where does that come from? From the Holy Spirit, my friend. Trust me, you're not bold without the Holy Spirit. I promise you, okay? Because I wasn't until I got it. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. They had been with Jesus. When they had been with Jesus, that little bit of that Holy Spirit then rubbed off on them. They got filled with the Holy Spirit. They walked to the temple court called Beautiful and all of a sudden they saw the same cat that had been drugged there ever since, one alms. And they said to him, I know you want gold and silver, but what I got's even better. Ah, uh, what I got's even better. I want you to go back a little bit to Acts chapter 2. I'm going to wrap it up. Acts chapter 2. Once you to look at verse 14. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. And heed my words, for these are, not, these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day, 9 a.m. These people aren't drunk. This is the Holy Spirit. So don't think they're drunk. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Look at verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Just pinch yourself or the person next to you to figure out if you're in this. You got flesh on, this is you. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. I don't know how you feel about that, but there you go. (laughs) I don't even know what else to say, okay? I'm just helpless here, okay? Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Now, just for the record, still seeing visions. <laughs> see, you understand that? I need to put that on there. Just need to lay that out there for you. All right. Just, just need to set that. You need to sit with that for a little bit. I'm still seeing visions. Okay. You gotta dream dreams and have visions. You gotta see. What I'm doing, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Can I just help you with something if you have not figured something out? We are so, so in the last days. Does that means coming tomorrow, preacher? Not here to do all that, okay? I'm just telling you, the church is in the last days. Now, we may go another thousand, but we're in the last days, Okay, what do you see? And do not underestimate dreams. Okay, have you ever asked God to give you a vision or a dream? Some of you are like, oh, that's a scary prayer, preacher. Oh, that's a cool prayer. Pray that prayer. What do you see? Every morning when I get up, I don't sleep in my glasses. Very few people do, okay? Not that I had to say that. Every morning I get up, I get dressed. It's dark. I try to stay quiet so my wife can stay asleep. It's early. My little puppy can stay at the end of the bed and not bother mom. I walk over to my nightstand. I find my wedding ring in the dark and I hunt for my glasses and my phone. And I have this little thing I've been doing ever since I got these glasses. You say, well, it's kind of corny, preacher. Well, welcome to Cornyville, okay? So I get my glasses, still by my nightstand, having walked out of my house, and I put these glasses on and I simply say this prayer. God, help me to see what you want me to see today. And I walk out. No idea what my day holds. I think I know what it holds, but oh, I've been surprised so many times. God, mm, help me to see what you want me to see today. Here's what I'm seeing, and I'm not the only one. Since my experience on May 6th to today, I'm hearing this from a couple of people. There is a, what I would term an awakening that is happening. People have called it a stirring, people have called it a move. God is, mm, God is doing some stuff. It's extremely deep. It's beginning to swell. You're starting to see glimpses of it. I'm seeing things happening and and stirrings in people that, man, I'm pumped about. <laughs> I'm excited about. I pray. That we as a church, each day we get up and we do this, whether you wear them or not, say, God, I want to see what you want me to see today. And then give me the boldness with the power of the Holy Spirit to act. I want you to bow your heads with me. I want the worship team to come on up. If you're on the altar team today, you're welcome to come as well. I don't want you looking around today Don't you're worried about anything. I just simply want to ask a question, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to stand, and we're going to worship. I started with this question, I'm going to end with this question. Nobody looking around, eyes closed. I don't want you to answer this for your son or daughter, your wife or you or your spouse or anybody. Question on the floor this morning is simply this. What do you see? now I want you to pray a prayer and I'm going to lead it I'm going to say it and then you're going to say it and then we're going to stand Holy Spirit I want to see what you want me to see say it again Holy Spirit, I want to see what you want me to see. Mm. Father, in just a little bit, your church is going to stand. We're going to begin to worship you, the only thing worthy of worship. God, my prayer is that what we just said and what you just heard is a declaration it's the rest of our life. It's not something that because I like Jeff, I repeat it. It's something that I declare to you that will change from this day forward the rest of my life. I will be Peter and John. I will see through the Holy Spirit what you want me to see. I will, I will look at this world different than I've ever looked at it before. I will turn off my physical eyes and turn on my spiritual eyes, even in my own house, God. That I'll stop punching air that never changes. It only makes me tired. I start seeing things with your eyes and through your spirit. So, Father, as we stand, if you need to move your church in any way, God, move your church. But God, God, If your church walks out the same that it walked in, may my apology for it take its place. God, we don't want to do that. That's a slap in the face of a God that changes things daily. God, may we stand and declare, even as we worship, Holy Spirit, I want to see what you want me to see in Jesus name Amen
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland We exist to help people know God find freedom discover purpose and make a difference We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram by using the Church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at ECA Bushland.